This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. My name is Sandesta Tay. I am Ghanaian. My mom is Ghanaian. I live in Accra, Ghana, and I am Wikimedian of the Year, 2020, 2021. I will describe myself as a media person. That's it. I have held multiple roles in media, specifically traditional media, that's broadcast, radio and TV. And I also have a specialty in helping traditional media brands um, use digital media because now that's what's on. So helping traditional media brands make a transition into either hybrid or digital first modes of publishing. So that's what I usually um, do when I'm embedded with a media house. And um, I'm currently working with the Wikimedia Foundation as the community relations specialist for the anti-harassment tools team. And so media has taken, um, I would say a backseat uh, for now. And I, I, I would only get involved in on a consultancy basis, I should say. Very interesting. But my, yes, when it comes to my work in the movement, I am a co-founder of Wikimedia Ghana user group the first user group of um, Wikimedians or a group that attempted to build community or a community or communities around Wikimedia or Wikipedia editing south of the Sahara. I should say one of the very earliest groups that, that sprang up in Africa, south of the Sahara. That was way back in 2012. I'm a co-founder of that group. And I think, yes, that's pretty much it. Wow. So I, I didn't realize that about uh, the group from Ghana being one of the first uh, sub-Saharan ones. It's very, that's very cool and very exciting. Yes. So how, yeah, how did you get involved? How did that happen? How did you get, how did it happen that you became one of the co-founders of, of that group? I had just left a project I was doing at the time in 2012, somewhere in August, and someone tweeted at me, actually, the invite to edit Wikipedia and also join a group known as planning. No, a group that was actually hoping to build a community of Wikipedians in Ghana. Someone from that team reached out to me on Twitter and that was how it started for me. I accepted the invitation. I realized that the, you know, there were individuals who were just interested in that already listed on one of the meta pages. So I added myself, I created an account, and then I just started to edit. But somewhere along the line, it was, it was now just learning to edit Wikipedia and also teaching others to edit. And out of that, we spring a more solid community. That, that was the order back in the day. So through that, I became one of the three people that signed for the trademarks to use Wikipedia logos and other things in Ghana. Um, to brand what we do, I should say. And then we wanted to build a chapter, but we were told that that takes time. So we went to, into user group and then before we, 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 we became a, a legal entity. So through that, I was part of the most active people on the team and, and 
getting involved at that level, by the time that we had a recognized affiliate by Acom, I was one of the co-founders of that of that affiliate. It's interesting because I think most people think it happens, you know, the other way around. You're an editor and you gravitate towards community. But in your case, there was kind of an active drive to, to grow their community. So somebody reached out to you and then the editing came came afterwards. Yes. Yes. I I see it like that because my my journey was it happened side by side. So first, my earliest memory of that tweet, like my memories of that tweet wasn't all about just editing Wikipedia, but I think it also had that invite was also to build a community because the moment I got into Imagine, like I started editing, I think somewhere in August, 2012. At the same time, I, I was also actively sending word around to people that I knew to join us build a community. So for me, it was uh, some kind of parallel development. Even before I knew what I was doing, I was already also advocating for a community here. And by December, we were already, I think, getting our first grant to do more outreach. So for me, my, my, my progress, or I should say my journey was like parallel. I'm learning on one side and I'm also thinking community building on the other side at the same time. That feels familiar to me from talking to people who are not say based within the United States or not within, you know, the United Kingdom or, or, you know, strongly associated with the Anglophone world. I think that community element yeah. is very important for a lot of people around the world, kind of outside of the more dominant cultures uh, of Wikipedia up until now, that there is that hand in hand, as yes. opposed to being a little bit individual, a little bit siloed, editing yourself, and then finding the community piece later on. So it's, it's really fascinating. Yes, um, I have, I mean, I heard about Wikimedians that sounded like the Wagonians who did not really lend themselves to or we're not really interested in community building. If not, I would have met them in the community. Mm. They preferred to be in the background. I knew of Ghanaians who were great editors, experienced editors even before I came, but they, I never saw much of them with the, within the community building. I think that some Wikimedians are just also really interested in building communities. It's just a thing. I think maybe it's individual and how they feel. But um, there are also people who would be so excited to join the community, but would never edit. So I guess, yeah, it's 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 a it's just a Wikimedia movement observation and observation to make about our movement. Yeah, we are we we are very varied community. Yeah, yes. and you know it's not yeah. one one size fits all, uh, and people bring different different strengths and, and different priorities to it. Um, but I think from from the outside to think. Yeah, that you're not that, that that evolution. I think probably isn't the one that most people would would associate uh, with, with a Wikipedian. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, we flash forward to to, to 2020, and you're announced yeah. uh, as the Wikimedian of the Year. Um, what, what was that like? It, it feels just like it happened yesterday. Uh, it was real joy. I'm not one of those people who is particularly excited about things in life, <laughs> but that impressed me the, the the person in me that cannot be impressed that impressed me that I actually made it there and I got it there and I wasn't even expecting it because a lot of times when you hear 
somebody's Wikimedian of the year, you don't even know them. And if you if you know them, probably you might have met them at a Wikimania or something. I've never really paid attention to that title, but a Ghanaian had won it a couple of years ago, Felix Nate. So um, that brought it closer, like the concept of what a Wikimedian of the year is, that sort of brought it closer. And so I know of what it is. I even know someone that, have, that has won it, but me, that was really, um, it, was, it was a different experience altogether. And I remember my mother telling me that, see, now there's something to be happy about in life, to, to make you high on life, because you know, you're usually very flat. <laughs> but this, this, should, this should kick you up like in, in so many ways. So it's, it's, it means more to me, or it meant more to me at that time than a community award for work done in the community. I think it, it went deeper than that. I can't explain, but it, it went deeper than that. And joy is the word that I, could, I can use. I was really joyful, like surprised in a good way. Anytime I think about it, it's still joy I feel. And yeah, I want something like, yeah. <laughs> That's it's really it's really lovely way of, of describing it. Um, did you have much of a sense, or you know, of why uh, why you were selected? Um, like, what is the work that you know was kind of called out between yeah. twenty twelve and, and twenty twenty? What was it that um, drew the selectors to you? I have been uh, having been a Wikimedian of the year. I now know that it's quite a process. It's quite a process because I also got to participate in the choosing of the Wikimedian of the Year 2021. So now I get the sense that it's about people who you've done something that they just like advocating for you. You don't get there by yourself. Mm. It's, it's, it's people recognizing you that she has done something, he has done something, they have done something. And I think they should be on that list. And then you, the other people who get to decide can now carry on and make their own decisions. But who makes it on that list? I think it's the people in the community who advocate for you, the people who are actively engaged in the community and, and you've done something that they liked, that they found useful, you've been useful. And if it's about being useful, I think that naturally wherever I find, I find myself, being resourceful, being like a spring, giving, is something that I take very seriously. Um, it's a personal thing. And so since 2012, I've always, I mean, there were times where I've thought, why do I even need to work within an affiliate context? I can do things on my own. I can just edit and not be bothered about newcomers and not be bothered about volunteers and not even be bothered about this user group, but always to give, to give, give myself is something I've done. During COVID, it was the same thing. Um, and I think that though COVID was the highlight because the, the movement, a lot of people were relying on our pages for information that would be objective and would draw from different sources and give good context because that's one thing that COVID has made or made humanity appreciate context. That it, you know, you just need context to be able to understand what's going on what is happening here, there, we are very different. We're in very different locations, how this thing connects. 
how it's spreading. And you needed all of that information in one place because everybody was talking at the same time. And I think that our pages, that's one thing that Wikipedia and all other sources that sought to curate information, that's, that was the gift we gave to people on the internet at that time. So being a part of the group of people that were contributing to these articles and getting other people to contribute, that I think was, uh, I think was, was, was the cherry on top of uh, that cake of years of contributing and volunteering for Wikimedia work in Ghana. That was the moment, but I have always been in, in, in the community. I've always contributed to the community. Um, endlessly, always happy to do it, excited and, and bringing my skill set and, and, and my, my way of doing things, professionalism, everything, like being a media person, I always found myself bringing that part of me in there to make sure that everything is moving, everybody trying to keep people happy, among other things. So I think finally, finally, people just said, okay, if we have the chance to nominate someone, it will be her and others. And I think that's what got me on that list. Very cool. Very cool. And as you know, there, there is a, it's not that there is mystery around the selection of, of the comedian of the year, but it is, uh, you know, it's not like there's an open call or, or anything like that. So there does seem to be kind of a, I don't know, you do wonder, is like the yeah. magic formula. Actually, actually in, 20, in 2020, they, <laughs> they reached out to, um, and said that they are featuring Wikimedians who are doing great work. That was the call. Apparently it was for Wikimedian of the Year. Yeah. That was the method for 2020 actually. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was the me method for 2020. So it's not like, oh, we are looking for Wikimedian of the Year. No, because I guess it will become a popularity contest then. Yeah. We're just saying, hey, you know somebody who's done something that you like? Um, you've seen around that you think is cool. I mean, of course, they, the, the methods for recruiting Wikimedians of the year or nominating might have differed over the mm. years. But that, that, yeah, in 2020, I remember there was a, something like that. Apparently, it would, it would lead to interesting to people nominating someone that will make it onto the list and then that they take it from there. So you've been you've been the Wikimedia of the year now for since around this time last year um has it yeah. changed or affected your work within Wikimedia projects or are you just is it business as usual for you well it's um it, it's I cannot take it out of the context of you know the the fact that I am now staff of the foundation and I have had personal changes in my life as well but I, I cannot call it business as usual because <laughs> it's, I, I cannot call it business as usual because now working at the foundation restricts um, some of the things that I can do in my local mm. affiliate, if you get what I mean. If you, you're now staff, you can't be a grantee. I used to be a grantee for my affiliate. I can't be a grantee anymore because of conflict of interest. So now I'm a volunteer who still gives her time, but it's limited time because I have to spend my time growing roots, sort of, if I can put it that way, in, in, in my work in the foundation. The blessing is that, of course, I get to bring my community perspectives. And now I can empathize with 
Wikimedia staff. I can also empathize with community members. I see where we meet and where we depart. All those perspectives are really important that I, I, have, the, I have that now. So it's not business as usual. I do less, um, like more Wikimedia Foundation work than volunteer work, I should say, because one is a full-time job. One is as and when I'm able to do that. Mm. So it's not business as usual, but yeah, I can say that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. So I think I think it'd be interesting for our listeners that you can work the for the foundation and not be based in in San Francisco in the states. That you know people are employed by the foundation in all sorts of different contexts, and increasingly so all across the world. Um, yeah. Do you want to say a little bit about the work that you're doing, um, about the position that you have now, and I am the community relations specialist that is assisting a team, a product team known as anti-harassment or anti-harassment tools team. So what that team does is they build tools and features that help keep Wikipedia safe from um, abusers or help keep people who use Wikipedia, who edit Wikipedia safe. That's like the simplest um, definition or description I can give of, for that team. And so if the team is building a tool, if the team is planning on fixing a feature, let's say secure poll, fantastic tool that is used for board elections within the movement, okay? And then we have something like IP masking, um, some recent projects that we've had to do these things cannot be done without consulting the community, without engaging the community. So my work is to help the product team in charge of anti-harassment tools to be able to reach the community about what we're doing. And I also bring the feedback back to the foundation. So that's what I do. It feels like some liaison work <laughs> where you take the, the, the foundation's um, business to the community and you bring the community's feedback to the foundation. You help make that process easy for the product managers in charge of whatever tool or feature that is being built. So that's what I do for the foundation right now. Sounds fascinating, but I'd imagine challenging at times as well, like, you know, challenging work. Yes, yes, challenging in the sense that now you are not just the community person, you are also um, foundation staff there's a way to carry yourself there's a way to handle people um, being a community member there are certain things you can take for granted because nobody's skeptical or a skeptic of what you're doing you are all community members you can't shout you we, there's certain things that you will not you can get away with but if you are wikimedia foundation staff people are already suspicious of you or the foundation because people are always wanting to know if the foundation has the best interests of volunteers at heart. Is the foundation taking decisions that will benefit? Is the foundation consulting volunteers when they need to? Is the foundation even qualified <laughs> to administer this movement that we have? Volunteers have these kind of sentiments and, and, some, and rightfully so, because people are really passionate about the work. I've been a volunteer before. I know how much work, sweat and blood we put into this. So you also want to know that the other half of the movement which is the foundation, sort of, is, is also putting in so much work and thoughtfulness into what they're doing as you 
who is contributing the content contributing to the content is, is doing you want to see that they are partnering partnering you well enough for everybody to meet their goals so yes the challenge is that being a community member and some of the things that nobody will care if i do now if you're staff and you forget to do something you don't write something well yeah the community is going to be upset and think that yeah that's wikimedia again wikimedia ignoring how we feel and stuff like that and you you don't want that so you sound like you're holding yourself to to a very high standard <laughs> well i i i i've just i have just seen how the community can be very passionate and and sometimes we we are really tough on on wikimedia staff mm. and wikimedia's ways so i've, I've just i've seen it yeah. play out but yeah certainly <laughs> I will hold myself to a high standard. And then you can't be, you are the community person, right? And now you have a job with the Wikimedia Foundation. You know some of the issues. So you should not, you should be the last person to be making certain yes, mistakes. Yes, yes. That, that also happens. Yeah. 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 What's, what's really interesting for me is that over the past, it kind of feels like over this past year, there's been loads of, of news stories out of Ghana in particular with Wikimedia projects. Um, so it's a, mm. the new languages coming online and things like that. Is there something? Do you yes. think there's something? Yeah. Wikipedia. Is there something unique about you think about the the community in Ghana, or is this? I mean, you're talking about. I mean, this is what nine years of an affiliate, so it's kind of you know it's an overnight success, nine years in the making. Do you think it's just kind of yeah, <laughs> it's just coming to light now all the hard work that's happened over almost a decade. Yeah, I think that the Ghanaian community, certain factors apply when when you're dealing with Ghanaians. Um, <laughs> I think that there's an issue of timing, there's an issue of groundwork that Wikimedia Ghana did when we started out, because now we are not the only affiliate in Ghana. So now the number also helps with visibility. Mm. I also think that sometimes Ghanaians, we have our ways and how we approach things. Um, and so um, we, people like, when, when a Ghanaian steps onto the world stage, as I've noticed with my contemporaries. I mean, we, we can be quote unquote brats when we're at home, but when we step into <laughs> international stages, like Ghanaians I meet when, when I travel outside and Ghanaians I've met, let's say even when I, I was schooling in, in the UK, I mean, Cardiff, I would say people tend to be like, you know, congenial, respectful, not in your face, um, have a quiet confidence, I'm je ne sais quoi going, they are easy to work with. Sometimes I've even heard this joke that people would describe Ghanaians as the, as the Canadians of Africa or something like oh, that. Wow. We, yeah, <laughs> there's just this joke about uh, um, Ghanaians and how we approach things. But of course, not all Ghanaians. This is quite a big generalization. But generally, among my contemporaries who are really like outward looking or looking to engage with the world, it's, it's about how we sometimes carry ourselves and how we deal with people. That's one. Um, and Wikimedia Ghana also, when we started, it hasn't, the ride hasn't been smooth. Mm. We made mistakes we, to, to, to thrive because sometimes when several affiliates um, exist in a, in a region or a location, sometimes there's conflict because the foundation will tell you that you know, Wikimedia business is not a zero sum game. The fact that there are two affiliates in a particular country or doing the same thing or running the same events or getting the same grants for the same things doesn't mean that 
you both cannot thrive or the three of you or four of you affiliates cannot thrive in the same space. But sometimes that is a stretch. That's just imagination. The reality is sometimes people will have, will need help working together. We'll need help seeing that actually there's, there's, there's benefit in working together rather than being skeptical or suspicious of each other because you are all doing the same things. And so the Ghanaian community, I think that we learned that very early on dealing with conflict and you know, overcoming conflict and, 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 and trying to be fair with each other and staying out of each other's, I won't say each other's business, but we, all affiliates can thrive. So the more that Wikimedia Ghana, for example, the first step to saying, oh, there's a, a second affiliate here. And even if we don't work together with them, we should allow them be. No bickering, let them be. And then they also probably might have learned that very early on. And then when there's a third affiliate, they let that affiliate be. And that third affiliate also would allow the next affiliate to be. And so I think that it's really how maybe Wikimedia Ghana did groundwork and also all, a lot of the Wikimedians who are in the different affiliates doing fantastic things. The base groups, they all came from Wikimedia Ghana. The strong people in there, yes. I mean, Open Foundation West Africa, there's Felix Nati, solid guy, solid user group. Um, they do different things, but Felix was a very, one of the very good members of Wikimedia Ghana. But he has, um, he, he and his group also set up an affiliate. There is Sadiq, there is um, Sadat, a couple of people, all of these people were people I knew in the beginning with Wikimedia Ghana. So that for me tells me something that we didn't, I won't say we made them because people had their own motivations and their strengths and their perseverance and everything. But at least they started out here. And if we did a terrible job and we made it seem so unattractive, I doubt people would, would be interested in continuing because it can get very discouraging sometimes. But people continued. And now Ghana is very visible. So I think that Wikimedia Ghana, maybe we did something right or wrong, whatever it is. It's, <laughs> it's turned out very well for Ghana in terms of visibility and people taking initiative and seeing mistakes that have already been made and not repeating them and rather standing on the shoulders of those who have gone ahead of them to build. Because in my culture, we say something like, when you're born into a ditch, get, getting out is hard, right? In comparison to somebody that has been born and put on a summit of a hill. It's, it's, so if, if we have been in the ditch since 2012 and we have figured out a way to get out and get work done and be visible and apply for grants and learn to do ABCD, master how to have effective events and all of those things, I mean, any upcoming affiliates or group of projects should not make the same mistakes that we made. They should be able to do way better than us. Um, the, the base group Wikimedia Ghana, you should be able to do better unless you're not learning or observing. So, and I think it's also given the foundation a lot of understanding into how the Ghanaian community or even the African community works. And so now when a new affiliate comes, they know how to do things better. I have seen the foundation itself grow and how it handled um, affiliates. Um, so I think that Maybe there has been some learning on everybody's part. Yeah, there has been quite a, an evolution of understanding. I mean, like yourselves, we started in 
2014 in Ireland and the, the, being a chapter was the goal um but how we yeah. understand community and and as you said like not just thinking about uh, an affiliate as a, a representative of a, of a geography of a particular country that you know yes. that we we've become I think a lot more uh, flexible and adaptable as to what it what a group a user group or a chapter what they are for who they are serving and and um how they can can work together um in and i think what from my understanding of of some of the the groups in ghana you know working in highly specialized areas you know particular language groups or very particular areas of activity yeah. and that means that if somebody approaches them and wants to do something very particular then you could pass them over to somebody who's more of a subject specialist in that trying to do yes. everything everything yourself yes. yeah yes i agree yeah, so what are your, you know, thinking, you know, we're all thinking about 2030 and where, where Wikimedia yeah. is going. Do you have, what, what would you like to, if you could, you know, have a few wishes for what could happen in Ghana uh, or in Africa more generally? Yeah. What would be your hope for the future? I, my, my hope for the future is I am still very concerned about how many um, Africans are known as editors. The numbers are still low. I am also concerned about the misconceptions about Wikipedia. Ever since I was named Wikimedian of the Year, I have had lots of interviews where I, in my head, I say I'm unpacking Wikipedia, <laughs> helping people understand because some of the questions can be very shocking. Like, hmm, so you don't know this? Right. So that means there's a lot of work that needs to go into the cultural like awareness of what really Wikipedia is. I mean, people can Google something. Google is now a verb. WhatsApp is now a verb. Okay, WhatsApp me. P people, there's so many technologies that are, I can consider our contemporaries or peers, but people know them so well. But we have a product that people use a lot. Eighth website, ninth sometimes ranking in, in the whole world, but people still need to, people still get a lot of things wrong like about what our encyclopedia really is and and how it's supposed to be used and why is there some people think that their wikipedia bios are their personal properties and i always find that shocking that people think that way i'm saying hey that page is a gift to the person looking for free information about you it's not your page it's I mean, we have to unlearn some of these things, these assumptions and say, my page on Wikipedia has this thing and I don't like it. Well, it's not your page necessarily. So some of these things, um, these are all things that need to be done. And you know, when it comes to contributing, it com comes to advocacy, it comes to partnerships, technology, building, fundraising, closing gender gaps. There are a whole lot of things, issues and themes that come up. My thing is I want Ghana and Africa to play important roles. Not that we aren't, we are, but we can do, we should do more and just help, help build this encyclopedia into something that we can also be um, proud to say, we are part of this. We are very capable. And I just want us to, to, to be at the forefront, not because someone thinks that it's time to include Africans, no but we actually are good at what we do, good at what we're doing for, with the foundation in the communities. And we are solving this problem of, of, of low um, editor numbers on our continent or in my country, Ghana. How, 
be able to recruit more people, recruit more women, and, and help solve some of these pertinent issues on, on the wikis about inclusivity and balance and biases. And I want Africans to be key in solving some of these problems or all of these problems. I just want to see us in the forefront, not because somebody feels like inviting us to the table because it has to be inclusion or whatever. No, but actually the fact that we have something meaningful to contribute and that's why we, we are here. All right, so for me, 2030, looking at that, I am always interested in what Africans can also bring. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.